The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to it, the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal. We are live in studio of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff, good morning to you. Good morning, Paul. Chauncey Wisen. Sell. So. Uh, perfect, Paul. You nailed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Chauncey for the rest of the show. It's great to have you back on the show, Chauncey. Welcome back. Uh, Part of the group, we'll, we'll do this right away, a little elevator speech, Jeff. You and your staff do the market updates, WISN, during the Mark Belling Show, Monday through Friday. That's right, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks. We give you one minute of what's going on in the market that day, and it's been such a fun time lately. This is the. It has? <laughs> it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild Thomas ride. Thomas Paine said, these are the times that try men's souls, and that's definitely the case now. Uh, but we give you a minute, good or bad, what's going on in the market, whether it's government er- a report, uh, earnings report, uh, rising interest rates, whatever it happens to be, it's causing the market to go up or down that particular day. We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy Nasdaq, try to give you a so what. So how does it apply to your life uh, in that one minute? So uh, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks uh, right in the middle of the Mark Bellingly afternoon show. That is exactly right. Uh, and Jeff, by way of background, the Retirement Clinic, now over 20 years on WISN doing this weekend show. If you do have a retirement question, We'll just say this. We've got the lines open the entire hour if you want to chime in with a question. And we do encourage those calls. Absolutely. Friend of mine in Florida said, you're not taking calls. We'll take a call. No, we take calls. I mean, we have a lot to cover as well, so we mix in the calls. But certainly, you can text us or call. We prefer the phone call. It's nice for the listeners to hear the question. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line open 414-799-1130. We have a special a boss minute coming up today, and Jeff will uh, introduce a guest later in the show. So we got a busy day here on WISM. Thekowalway.com is your website, the K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Check it out for more information. Let's start the program, Chauncey. It's all yours. Alrighty, sounds good. Um, so I was cruising around on the internet, and I found a nice article on Kiplinger to go through today um, called Create Your Own Retirement Symphony. Um, and maybe by the title you can guess, it kind of equates retirement to an orchestra or classical music, right? Only the instruments you're talking about instead of the drums and everything. And the trumpets and the violins is 401ks, IRAs, uh, life insurance, long-term care insurance, all those different products that are out there that help you create a, su- a successful retirement. Um, <clears throat> so anytime you watch any of these tools, right, you've added to your 401k, you've seen them increase in value, your CDs, your savings, um, your Roth IRAs. Now you kind of say, how do I make these work together as my financial instruments, right, as the article says, uh, to create a successful retirement symphony? So it starts off by talking about getting in tune with the retirement mindset. Um, This can be one of the most foundational things you prepare for in your journey. You've gone through the years, right, and you've seen I've accumulated all these assets. I've, how much do I need to add to my 401ks? Can I max out my Roth IRAs? Uh, i got these life insurance policies. You've just kind of been adding and adding and adding over the years. Um, now you kind of need to change your retire, 
your mindset and look at preservation and distribution of those funds. Um, so you need to say, okay, maybe take a step back from trying to grow them, maybe get a little bit more conservative with those funds, um, and just kind of expand your thoughts, say, from growing and adding to creating monthly income, preserving wealth that can last over your lifetime. You know, it's not uncommon for people to be retired for 30 years anymore. If you retire when you're 60, it's not unlikely to live to 90 anymore. So instead of looking at a shorter, you know, 15-year retirement like they did years and years ago maybe, you really have to look at considering longevity and the the risk, right, yeah, <laughs> of that, living a long time. That is amazing when you, when you say that, Chauncey. You may work for 30 years and then retire and 30 years of retirement. Well, you've got to have money to last the rest of your life, right? Exactly. You know, Social Security will get you part of the way, right? Not, not near enough. <laughs> not near enough, no. though. So you need to really kind of... Um, think about how am I going to create this stream of income every month from my portfolio that I've accumulated all these years. Um, and you also kind of need to prepare for higher costs. Obviously, that's a hot topic right now. Inflation, uh, plan time about that a little bit more later. But Jeff had a quote. You quoted somebody earlier. And what was it? I wrote it down. Test the soul. These are times. These are times that try men's soul. That's with Thomas Paine. Meaning... It's not always going to be a rosy market well, and, and, and perfect times. We're going to go through ups and downs. Right now, we're going through one of those. Well, that's not necessarily what he was referring to at oh. the time, because that was the time of the revolution. <laughs> and the British Army, it looked like the victory was good. It was uh, uh, a defeat at the hands of the British Army was uh, imminent. And uh, the colonists appear to be wavering on their support of the war for independence. You know, not unlike things that are going on now where, yeah. uh, and it's not, and, and with all that's going on with the people that are uh, paid anarchists, with some of those groups, with uh, people who are in power that want to turn us into a Marxist country, these are the times to try men's soul, whether it's 230 years ago or whether it's well, 2022. That's exactly right. The country, I mean, we're not that old of a country when you think about it, right? right. A little over 200 years old. That's It's amazing what this country has all been through, right? The Civil War. When you go back to the Civil War, everything that's happened since we're in inflation right now, Chauncey, everybody knows that, yep. right? They are trying times. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's one thing you need to consider when you're looking at your retirement. Um, and then I'd also say this article doesn't talk about too much. From, it talks more about financial retirement mindset. But I'd also say kind of psychologically, right? I've worked. I've gone to work every day, Monday through Friday. And now what am I going to do with my time? Am I going to, you know, are you going to? golf? Are you going to fish? Are you going to garden? Are you going to travel? And you spend time with friends, family, grandkids. Um, and just being done with work altogether isn't for everyone, right? Some people still say, you know, I need a purpose. I need something to do. I'm going to work part-time. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that at all. Um, retirement's going to look a little bit different for everyone. So the next one kind of goes into getting to, <laughs> to know your different instruments, right? Um, you know, what buckets of money do you have for short term? Do you have something planned for a trip or to buy the condo in Florida or a house in Florida, um, you know, a cabin up north. Um, kind of what, what's the purpose between behind all of these, you know, and looking at specific purposes behind some of this money, right? You're not going to throw all of your money you need in a few years into tech stocks um, if you're hoping to buy a cabin in two years. Um, you know, just so, so just keeping in mind, you know, there's different investments for different buckets, things like that. And a lot of these things have different capabilities as well. Yeah, over the years, one thing, Jeff, that Chauncey just talked about is if you, almost like cold turkey, you retire and you got all this time on your hands, there is a 
emotional, psychological aspect to that that some people handle well and, and others don't. I think the most successful retirements we see are people that really have done a good job of planning for retirement, that the, the financial part of it is the last thing that they have to worry about, although everybody worries about it. Especially you know, with the volatility in the market, everybody does worry about it. But if they plan for it, then they have time to think about other things. And, and sometimes, the, again, the most successful ones where they're practicing retirement. You know, if, if, if they're early and they like to travel, you know, use up your vacations to do some traveling and things like that while you're still working to see if, yeah, I could do more of that. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, and you know, our bucket list, I always hated that term. <laughs> really? But, yeah, because it's the things you do before you die. Yeah, I I have a bucket list. I but with with us when we would go do traveling, you could tell me about your bucket list, Paul. But when we do traveling, we'd have these places we wanted to go, and then we go to these other places. We said, well, we got to add this, this, and this. So our our list kept on expanding. That that, that is a as good to point. Where we want to go, and and yeah, then there's pressure to oh, we got to get this done. Here's my only thing I want to do, Jeff. The only thing I really <laughs> want to do is the Band of Brothers tour. Oh. Cruise and tour have have done it in the past, sure. starting at the beaches of Normandy and moving through obviously all the countries where uh, the war took place, ending up at yeah. at the Eagle's Nest where you know Hitler's uh, golden palace was, and you get to go through Germany and Austria and the mountains. Uh, some of those river tours, oh yes, with the Viking ships, yep, yep. smooth is, sailing, yep. You've done some of these. Oh, absolutely, and those that's are some of the best that's trips. it. That's yep. my bucket list. I just have that one thing I want to do. That's not. That's a good thing to have on your list. Although it's you, a goal. You, as you approach retirement, there'll be more and more things that, you know, I find that our clients and Chauncey can chime in on this as well, that we find out that a lot of them will say, I don't know how I ever had time to work. I'm so busy in retirement. And really, I think a lot of their Saturday and weekend and vacation projects are being done during the week. And they say, how, how can I ever have time to work because I'm yeah. so busy every day? I know. I, the people that I do know that I retired, from, we get together for breakfast. We call it the breakfast club, the old retired. I'm the only guy that's not retired in this breakfast club. <laughs> yeah. So I show up and then I go, oh, I got to go to work. And they all just sit there and they smile and they say, Paul, soon you'll be joining us i said i'm not sure about soon yeah i have the same here with the sheepshead club i have <laughs> and all those guys are retired i'm still working i plan working for another decade or so as long as i have the ability to do it yeah yeah but you enjoy what you do Jeff. oh absolutely love the people i'm working with as well and Chauncey, that's what you're alluding to some handle it well some don't uh mentally preparing for it is key yeah exactly you know that's something like jeff said we help our clients with it's you know if they never really thought about it, not getting them to think about it, like Jeff said, you know, use some of your vacation time up before you retire and really see kind of what's it like to be retired and, and make sure, you know, are you ready to, to kind of do that? Um, and the last kind of piece of the article goes into talking about working with the right conductor for your retirement symphony, right? Um, it says, and I think this is a good um, interest. That'll be us. There we go. <laughs> exactly. Of course it is. But it says the right conductor will certainly be the centerpiece that brings all those pieces together. And without them, perfection cannot be achieved. Um, and, you know, some people, especially if they've never worked with an advisor before, it's, you know, when and if I am I going to be able to? Do I want to relinquish the responsibility? Um, for some people, that's a big decision. Um, and you ask yourself, you need to ask yourself, am I going to have the desire and capacity? You know, maybe you've really liked watching the stock market and making the picks and the investments and watching your 401k. Um, you know, are you always going to want to do that, though? And are you ready to oversee all the planning that comes with the preservation and distribution phase, as they call well, it? Well, like a symphony does need a good conductor to 
conduct it so they sound good, right? Yes. Uh, I think a good retirement plan needs a conductor as well, Jeff, right? Indeed. I thought that uh, Chauncey nailed it with that. <laughs> uh, and that could be the Kowal Investment Group. Uh, if you want to reach out and have a question, let's give out your information. Jeff, I should have done this at the top of the hour, but we'll do it now. And there's something else that I have to point out today. A little congratulations going out to you, Jeff, and your son, Aaron, because you were just named to the Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisor for this year, 2022. Congratulations. Yeah, both Aaron and I made that list. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. But a lot of, you know, we get the recognition. We don't seek it necessarily. Uh, We always felt that if we did what was in the best interest of our clients, that we would make those lists. And so it's happening that we are getting some national recognition for what we do. So we're a local firm with national uh, and global reach. And you talk about local too. Also the Forbes list of best in-state wealth advisors this year, 2022. A Barron's top financial advisor every year going back to 2014. Financial Times top 400 advisors. Why do we say all this and all these designations so that you have some trust and it speaks to the credibility and, I guess, just doing things the right way. Jeff. That's right. And retirement planning isn't one of the things we do. It's all we do. Our whole team from, from top to bottom, uh, we all talk the same language. We all talk retirement planning. Others will do uh, overall planning. It's, oh, you're retiring? Yeah, we do that too. That's not us. Well, we Retirement planning is all we do. And as Chauncey mentioned, address all aspects of retirement planning. The taxes, the life insurance, long-term care, uh, investments, uh, uh, estate planning, all the things that are involved with uh, with retirement planning is what we do at the Kowal Investment Group. There are still some pensions around. Some people oh, have pensions, right? Uh, in your locations, Jeff, World Headquarters, Waukesha, Wisconsin. In Ozaukee County, you've got an office in Port Washington in Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20 at that exit. And then, of course, Phoenix, Arizona. And you're licensed in how many states? 27. Wow. 27 states. So we are, a lot of our clients either found us on the internet or uh, lived here, moved somewhere else, and are still clients of ours. We are blessed to have clients all over the country. And so we are licensed in 27 states. Yeah, that was a good segment, Chauncey. You said the source was Kiplinger's. You guys use that a lot for information. Yeah, there's a ton of good information on there. I mean, you can subscribe to weekly, monthly newsletters. You can just go online and go through some of the stories. They got a lot of good information on retirement planning. So when we come back, the retirement clinic will continue. We've got the business owner savings and security or the acronym, the boss segment coming up. You've got your sexy segment on today's show, Jeff, coming up as well. Absolutely. That's the second half of the program. This is WISN. If you want to join in, if you've got a retirement question, any retirement question, we will keep the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line open throughout the program. We're on till 11 a.m. So each Saturday with the Kowal Investment Group, we are on from 10 till 11. 799-1130 is the number to call in. With Chauncey and with Jeff, I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll take a quick break and be right back.
Okay, we are back on WISN. Shortly, the Boss Minute coming up. Business owners, savings, and security. Jeff Kowal is here. Chauncey Weisensell. I got it. Perfect. I said it. Nailed it this time. Chauncey Weisensell. There, I've got it. Uh, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist here in WISN, the retirement clinic is back. If you want to join us, we have lines open, or I should do this, Jeff, which I haven't done today. Give out your office number, 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040 is the office number. You're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or just go to the thekowalway.com. Uh, Before we get to the boss, Bennett, Jeff, just a few things you've got you wanted to cover. Yeah, I wanted to touch on, um, and this is Ed Slot's Elite IRA Advisor Group, the SECURE Act had regulations that were passed. Now, they, they passed the SECURE Act in 2019, and they finally came in with um, uh, specific regulations or clarification of it, uh, specifically some things like the 10-year rule for uh, beneficiaries. Most beneficiaries will be subject to the 10-year rule. The regulations provide some surprising new details on how it works. The key date for determining how the 10-year rule applies is the account owner's required beginning date. So this is what happens. If an account owner dies before the required beginning date, the 10-year rule only requires that the entire account be emptied by December 30th, 31st of the 10th year following the year of death. So if they're not taking the, the um, RMDs yet and somebody inherit a non-spouse inherits it, they have 10 years to take it out. But it has to be emptied by December 31st of the 10th year after date of death. There are no required minimum distributions from that. But if the IRA, do, IRA owner dies on or after the required beginning date, then the 10-year rule applies and beneficiary must also take annual required minimum distribution in years one through nine. Uh, so these RMDs are calculated based on the beneficiary's single life expectancy, the beneficiary's single life expectancy. So, Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go to, what do you got, the SECURE Act? Well, yeah, that was the SECURE Act. And you know, all beneficiaries who inherited prior to the SECURE Act, obviously, is, is, is grandfathered in. Trusts are downgraded as a planning strategy after the SECURE Act. Uh, most trust beneficiaries will still need to empty an inherited IRA in 10 years. So whether you have a trust or not, and then the last thing on this is that if the IRA owner was required to take an R, required uh, RMD in year of death, existing rules require the beneficiary to take that RMD if the IRA owner did not do so prior to death. Uh, there's a 50% penalty, but there is relief for that, too. They, they recognize that that's a possibility. Uh, you know, all these acronyms that, that you guys deal with this stuff every day, RMD, required, minimum, Distribution. Distribution. Yep. Uh, I just like going over these. I mean, most people know what IRA stands well, for. Paul, yeah. But yeah, but sometimes you, know, you toss them around. So, um, hey, we have a special guest. Spencer, is he ready? We are going to the boss minute. And I'm going to let you set this up, Jeff. Okay. Tim Bullard is a friend of ours. He owns a Lake Country Advisors. Uh, they have, uh, with him and his team, they have 100 years of mergers and acquisitions and CEO experience. Uh uh, Tim works with buying and selling businesses, succession planning. Uh, welcome, Tim. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? And welcome back to the show. Tim's been on before, Oh, Jeff. he's, yeah. He's almost a regular. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it feels like old home week again. That's good. Well, what's going on in your life, and especially with mergers, acquisitions, succession planning, things like that? Well, I, I'm glad you asked because, you know, now the tax season is done, we've been kind of uh, – uh, inundated with calls from owners who 
Um, I don't think our uh, – I think what the owners need to do is take a couple steps back and really uh, appraise where they're at. Now that they've done their taxes, you know, we're about to go into recession, whether it's now or a year from now, and they may be leaving 20, 30, 40 percent of their business on the table if they're thinking of retiring in the next three to five years versus maybe taking an action plan now. And it's pretty easy to figure out the numbers. If interest rates go up like we think they are, every interest rate move reduces the value of their company. If their margins are eroded because of inflation, it reduces the value of their company by that much. So a company that may be worth three or four or five million dollars right now may be less worth less than uh, you know a million or two less. And during a recession, they have to borrow more money. So they should sit with their advisors like you guys, like I did last week with yep, you, yep. and look at their financial plan and say, hey, what's the smart move right now? What's the cautious move? And is this maybe the best time to take some action and see where you're at? And we're more than willing to tell them what we think we can sell their business for in this market for free, what it's worth. You know, we talk about a sense of urgency in retirement planning, that you need to sit down and do it, not just talk about doing it, but there, is, there has to be a sense of urgency to do it. From start to finish, no, maybe not even start to finish, start to the point where they can put it for sale. What's the time frame for that, and what do you do leading up to that? Well, the first thing we do is we go through their finances, uh, uh, which most people don't. But we go through with a fine-tooth comb because we're going after large uh, value investors and, and uh, people who are, are pretty sophisticated. So we recast their finances so that we can prove what the EBITDA is and what the value of the company is. And then how we can leverage value. EBITDA, earnings before, better clarify the EBITDA. It's earnings before uh, interest, taxes, and uh, amortization. Great. Appreciation. Yep. Anyway, um, so they may have a number because they've had discretionary funds. I mean, they own their own business. They're putting their car and a lot of things through it that you don't have to. Every dollar that we find in that value increases the value of their company by $5. So we take the time to do that. We agree on what we think we can sell it for. We give them three prices, what, uh, what the MBAs that went to the school say it's worth through the books, um, what we think it's worth, and what we think we can sell it for. Yeah. And, uh, and, there's, uh, and there's a big difference there. We can usually get them a lot more if they're willing to be flexible. But then it takes us about three or four weeks to get uh, the offering memorandum together, and then we can launch it. And usually within 110 days, we'll have some kind of offers, and they'll know where they're at. Um, so it's a very, it is a lengthy process up front to do it right, because you don't want to uh, underprice the business and leave any money on the table. That's important today, too. I'm sorry. That's important that you don't leave money on the table. Do you find that the business owners typically have a, a higher anticipation of what they'll get for it than what you value it at, or is it the other way around? I think it's 50-50. Okay. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people think it's worth a lot, way more than they thought it was, but there's more and more sophisticated buyers who, because of their accounts and getting, uh, you know, it's really, to be honest with you, it's whether or not they've sought expert advice in the past. If they haven't, they're going to think it's worth a lot more than it is. If they have, um, and they took the time with, to understand the financing of it, uh, they'll, they're usually they're, they underestimate it because right now, People are paying a premium 
for profitable businesses that have uh, an infrastructure. You know, human capital is at a premium today. Yep. People are buying companies just to get employees. Yep, agreed. Uh, www.lakecountryadvisors.com. I went on there and noticed that you have uh, a number of businesses for sale now. Tell us about that. Well, uh, obviously, that's what we do. We sell the businesses. And, uh, uh, you know, the first thing that they do is uh, see if it's something that interests them. We vet them to make sure we can get them funding and get the process going. And um, that's a pretty easy process. There's a lot of buyers out there right now. The main problem is that they're sellers. Um, uh, but, you know, if you have a profitable business, you can sell it today. What, what I you... guess I should add one other thing that, that they need to, it's like me. I didn't really, I don't like going and asking you for advice. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but, but you're pretty good about it anyway. <laughs> well, because you know what? I've learned the hard way. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you, you know, ask people, do you have nothing to lose? In the end, you make your own decision. Um, but, you know, you have nothing to lose by getting uh, educated and get, make, being able to make an informed decision. I, I got a question that may seem elementary, and, and I should probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. When you sell a business, Tim, you're talking about not just the, the building itself, right, the brick and mortar, but the business. Right. right. I mean, uh, brick and mortar is commercial, commercial real estate sales. There's really – that's kind of a uh, – I call it a brainless process. I mean, it's appraised value, and then they go get financing. I'm sure the commercial real estate guys would love that, too. (laughs) It's brainless. (laughs) Uh, But that's why we discount it, because we will usually we tell the owners to try to keep the building if they can, because it's like mailbox money. Um, but uh, and and rent it with an option to buy down the down the future. But we sell the business entity, and it's either a uh, you know a stock sale. Or an asset purchase sale where somebody's buying the name and all the assets of the company, and uh, and the limit liability ends at the sale with the old owner, and um, so it's a lot more sophisticated because in in today's world you may be dealing you know with all kinds of intellectual property um, uh, and obviously all kinds of different financing things that have to be taken care of, uh, contracts that you have with. Uh, if you're in manufacturing, I mean, that all has to be transferred. It's a very complex transaction. Which, yeah, there was a variety. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I noticed that there, you, you talk about variety, diagnostic imagery, electronic contractors, power sports, all kinds of things that you have for sale that you're involved with. And uh, um, that's that takes some research to get to that point of selling it. And then once you sell it, what do you do with the proceeds? And that's where we come in to help you to convert that lifelong of work into lifelong income. Right. And our, what we try to tell owners is, you know, it's not what you sell it for. It's what you get to keep. And so, you know, uh, you need to work with somebody who understands what you can do with your money and some of the flexibility you have investing to limit your liabilities and stuff like that. So Tim and the- um, it's a complex transaction, which no one should do in this world without professional advice. I'm not saying do business with us because we're difficult to do business with. But, you know, you need some professional help if you're going to sell your business because the predators are out there, believe me. And the bottom feeders are out again like they always come during a recession right now. Hey, Tim, in, in residential, uh, yeah, I like that term too. I noticed <laughs> that. In residential real estate, it is a seller's market, right? Is it the same right. in your line of work when we talk about selling a business or is that um, not the right way to phrase it? 
No, it's a, it's a very good way of phrasing. If you're a business that, let's say, has a, uh, an infrastructure where you are not the key component of the business, where it can run without you, there, there, it's a seller's market. If uh, uh, you're an individual owner and the business is contingent upon you, it's a buyer's market. Tim, your information to people to reach out to you. Phone number is 844-LCA-CELLS, 844-522-7355, or else www.lakecountryadvisors.com. Lakecountryadvisors.com. Lake Country Advisors, you got it. Appreciate it. All right, Tim. Thanks, thanks for, for calling. Yeah, in. That's good insights. Uh, a too. special guest for the boss minute. I like it. Tim, I like it too. Nice job, Tim. All right, thanks. We'll see you later. Take okay, care. Bye. Uh, yeah, we we set that up, and uh, Tim's been on the show in the past, but uh, doing the boss minute today, uh, kind of sitting in for Aaron Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron will be back next week, and Joe Breyer will be on the, the show on June. So that's uh, Tim's one of Tim's partners, and uh, he does a good job in the, the whole show at that time to go through talk about that. I, I asked him that question, uh, Jeff, because everybody knows about the seller's market and real estate for residential businesses are different. It's a different animal if you're buying. Not just a building, but a business. That's right. And, and if you have the succession plan or if you have next generation in place, if you have the infrastructure, he brings up a great point. Everybody's looking. I talked with my CPA. He said they've been trying to hire CPAs since last August, and they they have a hard time finding people. Any line of work, there's it's difficult to find good people. If you already have the good people in place, and, you, and that's part of the business, part of the sale. That goes a long way towards the value of your business. If it's a family business, Jeff, there's a lot of emotion tied in it too, right? I think he was referring to bottom feeders, right? <laughs> Who's buying the business? What do they intend to I do with I think he's talking business? about with bottom, with bottom feeders is people who are desperate to sell. They haven't put any time into it, don't know what the value of it's worth, and they'll come in and just grab it. Um, for a, for a price less than yeah, what it's th- worth, than and what that's, it's worth, and that's why you work with professionals like Tim with selling your business at Lake Country Advisors, or like working with the Coal Investment Group with retirement and investment planning. You know, we manage over a billion dollars of assets with our clients. Um, we we address all aspects of retirement planning. It, we work with a professional; it pays off. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We've got a lot coming up. The sexy segment about wealth management and preservation. WISN's Retirement Clinic, Chauncey and Jeff from the Colwall Investment Group, the retirement specialist here on WISN. Jeff's website, thekowalway.com, or call 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. He was born in the summer. Seventh year coming home to a place he'd never been before. He left yesterday behind him, you might say he was born. Sexy segment music time. Welcome back. The Retirement Clinic, this is all about wealth management and preservation. So you, you find money kind of sexy, Jeff. Well, indeed. <laughs> and the more you have, the sexier it is. And that's the reason for this. This show is for everybody, but this particular segment 
is for those with a million dollars or more. And if you have a 401k plan, it's a half a million. If you've got some properties or uh, uh, storehouse sheds, things like that, that, that generate income for you, you've got a life insurance, you've got other things in your home. All these things come into your estate and you have over a million dollars. This segment is for you. We talk about uh, growing it, preserving it, uh, taking income from it and passing it on to your heirs, some of the key components of that. One of the things we talk about is unintended beneficiaries. I closed the last show out uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, talking about unintended beneficiaries and didn't really get into a lot of detail on that. But this is a, a um, Market Watch article that I thought was pretty compelling. Uh, it says, we do not, the, the title is, we do not want him to receive anything from our estate. How do we ensure our son-in-law does not get his hands on our money? Um, so it's my wife and I are in her 70s, have one daughter as a sole beneficiary of our estate. She's separated from her husband. It doesn't appear that they will, does not appear that they'll be getting divorced. They have no kids. We do not want him to receive anything from our estate. If we leave it all to our dollar, will, will he have any claim to the proceeds? And it's signed, Reluctant Father-in-Law. And the answer... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want our son-in-law getting any money. Not a, not a frickin' penny. So. <laughs> and, and there's, a way, there's a way to do that, right? There is. Your daughter may have her reasons for not getting divorced, but you've got to be careful with this, Paul. Um, and, and that may change over time. But if you and your wife were to pass away and leave her your estate, your son-in-law would not be entitled to $1. That's the first part of it. Unless, underlined unless, the money becomes commingled with marital assets. If, for instance, she deposited in a joint bank account, then it would be hard to claim those funds as separate property because she's mixed it in with everything else. Um, law firm in Columbus, Ohio says... Uh, Perhaps you know the the biggest thing about commingling the funds. Perhaps you still owe on your home and your vacation property. You decide to pay off both with those mortgages with the inheritance money. Those properties belong to you and your spouse. So even though you used your money to pay off those mortgages, good news is the federal tax exemption of twelve million in Ohio setting up a revocable trust for your daughter, one that you can altered during your lifetime is a way of providing an income for your daughter rather than a lump sum. That The key words, revocable and alter. You can make changes to that trust. That's right. You so, can change your beneficiaries. You can add it. You can do whatever you want. And what this says is that instead of giving her the lump sum, give her lifetime income. It'll protect the inheritance if she is unduly influenced by her husband. Another benefit of setting up the trust, it's a, a, unlike probate, which is a public process, the equivalent of airing your laundry in full view of your neighbors, a trust is private. <laughs> Wait, do people hang laundry outside yet? No, they don't. They, they, I think some of you drive through rural Wisconsin, I see it hanging outside. <laughs> I think it's kind of weird. And Paul is starting, his mind is starting to wander. Again. Like your underwear <laughs> hanging out there and your neighbor's looking at you. Let's talk just a little bit about unintended beneficiaries. That's one way you could do it. Another way is a scenario where a daughter and son-in-law, again, you pass away, your daughter gets your money. She passes away, the son-in-law gets the money uh, as a beneficiary for her. He remarries a woman with kids. And now they get your money. Her kids could eventually get your money, someone that you've never even met. Unintended consequences. Unintended beneficiaries. Beneficiaries, yeah. yeah. 
So you have to be careful with that. You can't rule from the grave. You have to do the best you can. But that's where it talks. we talk. We've got trusted advisors that we partner with. Our partners of ours, great attorneys that and great CPAs that and, work with our clients. Estate planning we're talking about, yeah, too. We're talking about estate planning, absolutely. To have a trust, that's it's critical, yep. right? And do we'll work with, again, our trusted partners that do that on a regular basis. They're not chasing ambulances by day and doing estate planning by night. The estate planning is what they do all the time. Or go online and print out, you know, oh, I went online and got a will. Oh, and that's another no- good idea. And had it notarized. <laughs> really? Yeah, it might, it might be an election for probate because it may not be specific to your state. So you got to be careful with that. I'd rather go to a trusted partner that, that we work with or an attorney that, that specializes in estate planning. Probate simply means it's going to go to the courts and they're going to decide and it can take time and money. Absolutely. So a cleaner way to do it. Again, if it's appropriate for you, uh, set up a revocable living trust. Uh, you can uh, control it during your lifetime and then give direction once you pass away. And an estate plan, Jeff, without getting too deep in the weeds here, could mean a power of attorney. Uh, could mean a will, right, which determines who gets your, your right. minors, your yes. minor children, if you're gone. But a trust is is something entirely different. Well, it, again, it controls your assets during your lifetime and gives direction at your death. And what it usually uh, includes in that, uh, as part of the, the total planning process, is power of attorney for financial, yep. power of attorney for health care. You know, who are you going to uh, is going to make decisions about your health care if you're not capable of doing it. Same thing with your finances if you're not capable of doing it. And that's usually part of the total process with the estate planning process. I, I've been told by estate planning attorneys that 90% of Americans don't have a proper estate plan. I don't doubt that. And some of them think, well, I don't have enough money or it'll go to my but kids. But it has nothing to do with or that. Or the state will write my will. There are a lot of reasons. Blended family is an important reason to do it. Special needs kids. Uh, spendthrifts, if you have kids that uh, that spend too much money or beneficiaries that spend too much money, there are ways that you could try to help prevent that. Yeah. Good stuff. Good advice on having... Uh, yeah, you don't want that son-in-law getting your money. Or his next wife. Yeah, they were out of the Or her kids. I mean, that's think right. about it. Think about how far her you could kids, go. That, that's just it. Her kids that uh, you've never met. So Yeah, that you've never and met. And they may be fine, but again, it's difficult conversations to have, but we have those with our clients all the time. Yep, it is a part of proper planning, uh, Jeff. And once you get done with that, it's kind of a nice feeling, right? Absolutely. You don't have to procrastinate anymore. Your estate yep. plan is done. Uh, that was a good, sexy segment with Jeff Kowal, your host, along with Chauncey Weisenzell from the Kowal Investment Group. The Retirement Specialist. This is the Retirement Clinic on WISN. John Denver again? Yeah, I noticed a little theme of John Denver running throughout the program here. Perfect. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Jeff asked me what I wanted. I said, let's do some John Denver. That's awesome. <laughs> that's his wife, his fiance's request. So. Uh, very, exactly. very well done. We always so, do the. So he's already starting out while listening to her. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's good advice, Chauncey. Uh, whatever she wants, she gets. All right, John Denver music. Um, you know, in just a minute or two left, is it time to re-examine your nest egg? You got some thoughts on that, Chauncey? Yeah, just a quick little article I found in the the Wall Street Journal. I was reading. Um, I thought it'd be good to just talk about today real quick. Um, <clears throat> so we'll just kind of summarize it for you guys. Um, there was five questions going in here. You can pretty much sum it up. Um, most of it's around, you know, reexamining what you save for retirement, planning for inflation, 
Um, you know, the markets have been, as everyone's seen, and Jeff already talked about, all over the place. We think they're going to be pretty volatile throughout the rest of the year. You know, if we get really lucky, maybe we'll eke out a small gain to end the year. Um, but otherwise, you know, do you, should you get more conservative? Um, right now is probably not a good time, right? You're going to sell some of those stocks. You're going to buy some bonds. You're going to lock in some of those losses. Um, you know, right now it's, you know, you can think of maybe it's like a paper loss, right? You haven't really lost anything yet, but if you're looking at selling, going into bonds, selling your stocks, you're going to re- realize some of those losses and it's going to hurt you probably more in the long run, especially having less stocks as the market begins to come back at some point. It's almost so the opposite of what your gut says, right? That's right. A lot of people panic, Jeff, and we've got to get out of the market. we got to get the cash, it's right? It's counterintuitive. We've got a number of clients that are really astute and say, well, when we're rebalancing, you're buying more stocks, right? And that's that's the case. And we try to proactively work with our clients. So we are actively managing the accounts during this time, during this volatile time. Yeah, exactly. And and the next question you just had about is it time to hold more cash? And like Jeff just said, you know, not really. It goes along again along the lines of locking in some of those losses. You know, obviously, if you're retired, you need to have cash for emergencies, monthly expenses. Um, and Jeff talked about rebalancing. You know, now is not a bad time to maybe um, buy some more stocks in your portfolio and rebalance that out. So as the market comes back, you're allocated appropriately. Um, and then also, you know, if you do need money for expenses or emergencies from your portfolio. Maybe look at selling from bonds or some of those value stocks that have held up a little bit better um, to start the year than some of those growth stocks. Maybe you're going to look at holding on to those more long term um, for some of the growth in your portfolio. Um, and then the last one just was real quick. You know, should the people look at re- tweaking their you know monthly income because the market's down or the market's expected to be a little flatter? Um, if you're going to constantly be reacting to the market and tweaking your income, um, you're probably going to drive yourself crazy, probably drive your advisor a little bit crazy, too. <laughs> um, you know, just to have a good, solid, sound financial plan, if you have any big expenses that you just have them planned for already, um, and have a good plan to take income. You know, that's what we do that with our clients all the time. Um, you know, running cash flow analysis, am I going to have enough money if I spend X amount of dollars a month to last me through, you know, my entire retirement? What you're saying, it's okay to re-examine and make some changes. Yes. But don't panic. Exactly. Don't panic. Stay the course and have a good, solid plan. And Chauncey does a good job with the cash flow analysis, especially during volatile times. And we're not saying it's that we're done with the volatile times. We think that that's going to continue for a while. So every case is different. Every situation is a little bit different. Don't worry, we'll have a new administration in two, two and a half years. Jeff, things will get better <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> yeah, keep praying. Keep praying, yeah. Good stuff today. We thank our good friend Tim Bullard for joining us earlier in the show, uh, talking about business owners. Jeff, if you want to reach out, call the Kowal Investment Group, your phone number? 262-522-4040 or go online to thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Thanks for joining us on The Retirement Clinic. Enjoy the wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll be back next week. Every Saturday with the Kowal Investment Group, we are on from 10 till 11 a.m. here in WISN, Milwaukee.